What's up, everybody? It is Casey with Two Worlds Podcast, and with me, as always, it's the Hogarth Hughes to my Iron Giant. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I always thought that Hogarth was a pretty terrible name. It was, and that's like one of the parts that's really funny when uh, Shooter McGavin's character is like, Hogarth? Who names their kid Hogarth? It's like, <laughs> might as well just name it Zeppo or something. Then he looks at the guy, he's like, Hog Hog, and then he runs back in. <laughs> Love that movie. Yeah. All right, we're going to be doing things a little bit different this week uh, because uh, we just have to record at an irregular time for us, but we're still going to make it the same old entertaining Two Worlds podcast that you know and love, and that starts with the news. So Casey, I think I've got a few more than you, so I will go first. Yeah, and with us doing, like since we're doing it earlier, if anything major comes out, if they're like henry cavill's gonna play wolverine you know like something like that when i'm editing i'll just add that in and that type of stuff but yeah. i don't think i don't think anything major is gonna come up so i think we're good <laughs> i hope that you jinx it because i want something big to talk about <laughs> uh but anyway starting off russell crowe is joining the craven the hunter cast in an unknown role people think that uh it's just gonna be like a family member of craven um, I don't really have any thoughts on that, but we always report on the movies, so I thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, I saw this. He, I mean, he's got to be Daddy Craven, you know? And I, I'll be honest, he's a much better choice just to play Craven than who we got, so. Yeah, I love Russell Crowe, so I'd, I wish it were a bigger role, but, you know, what can you do? Yeah. I wonder if that movie's going to introduce Chameleon, too. Good. Yeah, the uh, the possibilities are endless with this whole spider universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll run into this one. This is a kind of odd. So Donald Faison's been cast as in a mysterious role. Many are assuming to be Booster Gold because they're like with a golden opportunity. Like they're like kind of like you know putting those little things in there. Like oh, this is what he's gonna do. And I don't know. Uh. I'm kind of like it doesn't really make sense with the own, their own continuity in the Legends of Tomorrow CW stuff because that's where he's going to show up in it uh, with Rip Hunter already showing up as a white dude and Donald Faison's not. <laughs> so that doesn't really work. But I mean, I think he could be good. He's going to be better suited for that than he would be for a jerk Professor Utonium. So that's going to be good yeah i i don't like that casting at all yeah but whatever the the way it sounds too though it's like it's weird because this sounds like an older booster which i don't like but at the same time it doesn't really matter we are not the target audience because we don't watch that show (laughs) yeah that's that's true (laughs) so i mean i mean i did i watched like three or four seasons of it um but yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. So Hulu ordered a 20 episode revival series for Futurama. Everyone is set to return. And as of me typing that a couple days ago, uh, DiMaggio was not on that mm-hmm. list of people returning. So I don't know if that's changed in the last couple days, but yeah. Yeah, I know 
a lot of people were like, you can't do it without him. And I get that, but who knows? Now, I know you're not a big Futurama fan, right? Eh, I've seen it, but I haven't seen like the whole thing. Yeah, like so the last episode is a pretty darn good finish for that. It's not like when it first ended and like it just ended, you know, like they didn't have this one. Like they had a very nice ending where, you know, basically all of time stops and Fry and Leela are just like they're the only two that are still there. So like all of time stop and they just grow. They get to grow old together. And then it ends with Professor. What's his name? I'm like on it. Uh, Hubert Farnsworth. You know, he like, oh, I, you know, I fixed it, blah, blah. And it's like, but basically everything's going to go back to normal. Like you guys won't be old anymore and all this stuff. And so then they're like, well, I do it all. I do it all over again with you. And they hold hands and they go through the portal. It's like, that's, that's a good ending. Just leave it at that. So yeah, I'm not, not a fan of this. It's clear that Disney owns the rights and that's why it's going on Hulu and they're just trying to milk it for all it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that uh, for hardcore fans that it's good. Yeah. Someone said online or someone made like a comic strip online about the whole uh, Bender situation. And it was pretty funny because then they're like, it was like budget cuts and it was all about, you know, like they just did this like very much in the uh, voice of the characters of how like they weren't going to bring back Bender, but they're going to bring back a robot that looks exactly like him, but sounds exactly different. And then the, you know, like all this different stuff. It was it was pretty pretty comical. Yeah, I could see that happening too. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Casey, did you watch any of the Nintendo Direct that went down on Wednesday? I did not. Okay. Well, there were some pretty big announcements, and uh, I just wanted to go through them real quick, just a few of them, not the whole thing, and see if any of them uh, sound cool to you. So some of the major ones, they announced Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Now, that's not a series that I've ever played, but I've always wanted to check it out. I hear it's a really good RPG, but uh, I'm pretty active on like the video game side of Reddit, and people are going crazy for that. So I hope that's good. Have you ever played those games? I haven't. That's one of those things where... I'm pretty sure they were in like one of the characters from it was in Super Smash. And I was like, it was this like, yeah, it's like they look cool. I don't know what the heck they're from. But, yeah, you know, that's like that's all my knowledge. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of games I've never played, they also announced Splatoon 3. Now, I know that that franchise is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that that is also a pretty big deal to people. But have you played Splatoon? I haven't. Sound like some of those rumors that uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago coming true. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> this one I was excited for a Wii Sports sequel that's just called Nintendo Switch Sports. Oh, cool. Yeah. I wonder how that's gonna. I mean, oh yeah, the the little little guys are still motion. Yeah. So okay. At first, I was like, I wonder how that's gonna work, but I got it now. Yeah. One time, I couldn't remember that they were called. Uh, whatever they're called and i called them the switch wiimote and now that it's, <laughs> that's just what yeah and i call them um but yeah it looks like the sports are going to be volleyball badminton uh bowling soccer fencing or some kind of sword play and tennis so a lot of those sound like more broken tvs <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but man, I loved me some Wii Bowling. So the fact that yeah. that's back is pretty cool. I will definitely be getting that one. You get Wii Bowling, and then but then like between bowling, uh, volleyball spikes, and uh, you know even badminton, you're gonna have some people breaking TVs this time around again. Hey, the strap is there for a reason. They had to make their straps a little bit stronger for the American arm. So if I remember right, <laughs> <laughs> we get into it. This one uh, I've never played, but am very excited for Mario Strikers, a new Mario Strikers. This one's called Battle League. I love all the Mario sports games, um, but I never played this one, even though it's supposed to be one of the better ones. So it, it was really good. Yeah, I believe it. But this looks cool. They're introducing some, uh, well, it's called Battle League, so some battle elements to it. But uh, yeah, and then they're doing, uh, I mean, we knew that the re- a reboot for Advance Wars was coming out, um, but it looked amazing graphically. So yeah. that, I'm excited for that. And I like those types of games. Um then we got the new trailer or a new trailer for Kirby in the Forgotten Land, where they used the worst name in history for the new mode. Kirby has a new mode called Mouthful Mode. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I will say this. The game looks absolutely gorgeous, and that's one I can't wait to play because I love Kirby. Um, one that I wasn't really expecting, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is getting DLC that is going to add 48 new courses for Mario wow. Kart 8. Is it going to be, like, did they say if it's going to be like, oh yeah, this is just old ones from the other games, or if it's all new stuff? I'm sure that it's it's stuff from past games. Yeah. Um, It'd be cool if they just took F-Zero courses too. Right, I know. Um, those are going to be coming out in like, I think it's six, uh, six batches of eight courses. So I wonder okay. like if you pay for it, I don't know, are they going to do like waves or where you just pay for the whole thing? Cause I could see them doing either one like they have with like smash brothers. Yeah. That's how it smashed us. So I bet, I bet it's like, you could pay for the pass or you could just pay one at a time, but you'd make, you know, you'd save money paying for the pass type of thing. Right. Um, but yeah, while I am, while I'd rather a new Mario Kart come out instead of them just rehashing eight and old maps, I do really like some of those old maps that they're doing. So mm-hmm. should be cool. And then finally, uh, we're getting a new Fire Emblem game. Uh, it's called Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I like the first Fire Emblem Warriors, but I'm not like in love with the Warriors games. Yeah. So that's like that's basically Dynasty Warriors or Fire Emblem, right? Yep. Okay. So it's just this one is set in the world of Three Houses, which was an incredible game that I played many times through. Uh, So it'll be neat to, I guess, button mash around big maps with some of your favorite characters from that game. I just hope that this is like a a placeholder for an actual new game coming out. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me that there's only three houses there. You'd think, you know, they could make a killing adding one or two more. They make a lot of money. 
I know. It's like one guy just has to come in, cut down a couple of trees, put up a new house. Like, hey, this is a uh, five hundred gold, and they're like, oh, I can <laughs> afford that. I don't have to be living with all of these other people now. Wow, you uh, you really showed that you have no idea what you're talking about when it comes to that game. <laughs> I mean, is all I know is Roy is in some of them and Marth is in others. Okay, we'll just leave it at and, that. And then there's there's an Ike also. There is an Ike. And then there's like that one person that showed up that I never played as in the newest Smash Brothers. Because there was a the fourth Fire Emblem, right? uh i mean there's more than that you're probably talking about robin but uh yeah but they've added more since then too uh but anyway i'm still going to pick it up of course because i like to support that franchise but uh but yeah that that those were the big announcements i think it'd be hilarious if you got like the next fox uh fox game was a star fox warriors (laughs) (laughs) Man, are you kidding? Nintendo doing anything with Star Fox? That's a joke. And then they're like, hey, this is working. We're going to do a F-Zero Warriors. <laughs> no racing at <laughs> yeah. all. It's just it's just Falcon punches for everybody. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I saw the, the promotional stuff, but you actually did put in the notes that you saw the article that gave off the team. But we are giving a new Thunderbolts comic. Like I like I said, I just saw this teaser picture. So fill me in on who's in it and if they know if you know the creative team. Well, sure. The writer is Jim Zub, and Ooh. the art is Sean Izaxi. I'm sure I butchered that. Uh, but anyway, that is spinning out of Devil's Reign in May. Now, here's the part that confused me because Jim. Zub said that this new comic is, and I quote, Ted Lasso by the way of Avengers. I have no idea what that means. Zero clue what that means. So, I mean, I've not seen Ted Lasso. I know it's like this, I think it's like he's like a coach or something for football, goes to Europe and he's coaching. He's like a really good dude. And there's like, I guess, not good people around him at times. That's how it sounds. It's supposed to be awesome, but which I'll probably watch it whenever I get the Apple TV for uh, Godzilla. I'll probably end up watching that too because I hear it's amazing. But yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and, and somebody also told me that it deals a lot with like mental health issues. So oh, wow. I just, I don't know. Um, but I think I'm fairly certain that Jim Zub wrote the last Thunderbolts book that came out a few years ago that didn't do so hot but anyway that um, one i remember that one it like for me personally it was the art that's that really stifled that one yeah it was terrible um but anyway hawkeye is leading the team and then the other members are spectrum america chavez power man not luke cage the other one i think um and persuasion as well as a couple others that i uh did not recognize so anyway uh pretty cold on that team not gonna lie oh same same yeah i i have no desire to read it at all and i don't think it's gonna sell well either but to me the thunderbolts need to be a villain team led by a hero and I was hoping it would it would be like that from like it'd be like a similar team as what we get in Devil's Reign, like them kind of going, "Oh crap, what we were doing was wrong. 
you know, like Shriek, I don't think could be there because I think she's just she's straight up evil. But like I could see Rhino <laughs> being in that role and Tasky being in that role and some of the other one. And, you know, for sure, U.S. agent could be the guy leading the, the group. But this team with it being like all heroes, it doesn't really work. Right. Agreed. I think they're just like, oh, America and Spectrum are like in the shows. So we got to do something with them. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. That's that. Um, before I get into my comic stuff, I already know that you saw this because we talked about it on Twitter, but the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit gaming and film rights are up for sale. And I saw that to no one's surprise, really, that Amazon is the front runner to purchase that. So, yep. So basically, we are starting a Patreon and <laughs> we need to get the rights so then we can like you know be making some of that lord of the rings money so the we tiers only, are like only like a couple billion i think yeah no we'll like our tiers there. will be like you know let's just say uh 500 million and you get like an extra podcast a week um you get our phone numbers you can call us at any time we'll make so, you a t-shirt yeah you'll get You'll get one T-shirt a year if you've been, you know, a patron, a patron for five months. And, <laughs> um, you know, I'll send you pictures of my dogs. So there you go, couple yeah. billion dollars or or million. And, yeah, no, it's uh, it's just five hundred million. So tell your friends we get this ball rolling. Then you know you'll get some Lord of the Rings starring me and Jake. Yeah, and maybe. Maybe one of you can just be an extra in the background. Well, no, that's that's if you're at the three billion tier. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. See, we we've got it all worked out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, interesting stuff there. Uh, I'll do one more, and uh, let's see. We've got in May. We're getting the fourth milestone uh, comic series, which is Blood Syndicate which I was excited for until I read the creative team, but we got the writer as Jeffrey Thorne and then Chris Cross and Juan Castro on the art. Uh, I'm still going to give it a shot. Obviously you guys know I read all these milestone books. So maybe Jeffrey Thorne will, will do a better job writing on that than he did green lantern, or maybe we'll just get a teen lantern crossover with blood syndicate. What is blood syndicate? Cause I don't know that one off the top of my head. So it's this is one I didn't read from back in the day. Um, I thought it was like a villain team, but from the looks of the promo stuff, like Static was there as well as like a couple others. So I don't know. Uh, maybe it's not a villain team. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say this. I have faith that it might be good. Uh, his Green Lantern suffered because he's trying to do too much, I think. So I think maybe with this, he's going to try to make it a little bit, you know, more controlled and not trying to have like five stories at, at, a, you know, at the same time and I this. hear you but it's a team book so it if, is. He, if he can't handle the lantern core it is you're right there but it's also they're not going to be in outer space he had for some reason he had the dumb idea of you know having you know uh, John in his other world then had Joe here and then having them all deal with all this other stuff hopefully this will all be them together and they're dealing with stuff together and that could make it good. I mean, I'm just saying I'm hopeful for him. Cause you know, I don't have any reason to be like, Oh, I want this guy to fail. 
Well, I don't want it to fail either. Yeah. <laughs> I just want it to be good. Yeah, that's what, and I'm like I'm saying I'm just trying to give some hope because there's been times with the Green Lantern book where it was actually enjoyable, but it was just as a whole, it just never hit for me. Yeah. Okay, so DC gave us a nice look at you know the Batman, Black Adam. It didn't really give us much info. It just kind of gave us looks at their costumes more than anything. Uh, we got you know new look at Flash, uh, Aquaman, Doctor Fate, Adam Smasher just all of the characters basically the costumes look pretty good after looking at it a few times oh we got hawkman after looking at it a few times uh dr fate kind of bothers me and i'll tell you why because he doesn't have eye holes he doesn't no everything else is awesome like it's got the it's a it would be like the new 52 earth 2 style where it's you know the black and gold but his helmet doesn't have the white spots it's just kind of like it's dented in but he can't see anything, which I don't think it matters because I'm assuming Naboo is in control at that point. And since you're just a you know talking helmet, you don't really need to see it. Can, you know, it's magic. But so, yeah, that was just like look wise. It kind of annoyed me. What do you think mm-hmm. of him, though? And I, I didn't like flashes either. It looks even more like a speed skater. than like in a little bit, we didn't see a lot, so it could actually look better. But it, like, it, I don't know, it looks very rubbery to me. And like I said, it looks like a speed skitter, which is how he runs. So, right. No, I thought all of them looked cool. I thought they looked cool. Um, I mean, if you look at a still, you can see the eye holes. They're just like, they've got like a gold glow to it instead of white. So it, it kind of oh, okay. just blends in with the rest of it. But uh, man, Hawkman looks so cool. Like, yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about his wings kind of coming out instead of them, you know, not being there always? So it looks like we're getting the more Carter Hall wing things, wing situation um, where you know they come off and on. It's fine. I mean, that's more practical. And also they've done that in the comics before. Mm-hmm. Uh so you know, I'm fine with it. All right. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely excited for all that. It's it's cool to think, oh, like. All of those are out this year, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so cool stuff. All right, and then my final bit, uh, Joshua Williamson is writing Dark Crisis this year with Daniel Sampier on art, and that is going to kick off with a free comic book day issue uh, before it goes into all of that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you excited about that? Not really, but I heard a rumor that um, that like a lot of B and C characters could be getting like uh, like miniseries or just highlights yeah. either in this or after this. And if that's the case, then it does excite me. But we'll see okay. what happens. I'm not too interested. It's it's just like I mean, especially after reading Just Like Infinite for all the. I'll talk about that when we talk about comics like all of that it's really kind of just hurt my excitement for it but i found it the joshua williamson tweet about it he goes uh when the justice league is dead the heroes left behind must come together to stop a great evil and find the lost heroes following justice league 75 in april we have two special issues that set the stage for dark crisis dark crisis here on free comic book day and then justice league road to dark crisis both come out in may it just sounds like dc going Cha-ching! you know trying to make that money and milk this for all it's worth i'm not overly interested personally 
But if it truly is the next crisis event, we're going to have to read it for this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll see what happens. I, I want to believe that Williamson will make it good, but man, I could not get through Justice League Inf- or Incarnate. Incarnate? Yeah, that, uh, I think you were right. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I have it right here, so I'll find it really quick. Yeah, Incarnate. I, Infinite's okay. the other one that's right. an I one that comes out the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's it for the news. Now we're going to take our ad break and we'll be back to talk some comics. So we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, folks. Uh, If you want to hear Casey and I talk about some hats and uh, just what we think about hats (laughs) in general. Who wouldn't? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Head over to YouTube and check it out. That's Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. But anyway, now is time for some comic talk. Um, because we're recording this when we are, uh, Casey doesn't have his books yet, and I only read a few of this week's new books, so it's going to be a little bit different. But uh, you know, we'll make it through as we always do. But Casey, what books did you read? So this would have been two weeks ago, I think, but uh, I read. Noctera number seven, Newburn number three, The Flash 778, The Amazing Spider Man 88, Fantastic Four Life Story number six, Monkey Prince number one, Shang-Chi number eight, She Hulk number one, Batman 120, The Thing number four, Justice League Incarnate four of five, One Star Squadron three of six, Daredevil number two, and finally got to read saga so that's all i've read what are the three you have read i read hellboy and the bprd 1957 forgotten lives one shot moon knight number eight and batgirls number three nice so then i'm just gonna really quick say my pile which ones are like really good you should be reading which ones you shouldn't that type of stuff so uh noctera by scott snyder antonio staniel I'm going to be honest, it's starting to lose me. I'm just losing interest in this book. I don't know. It's just this one. I, I very much skimmed. If someone's reading this and they still really love it, I'd love to hear their like why and what everything. I'm just I'm not feeling it really anymore. Um, New Burn number three by Chip Zdarsky and Jacob Phillips. Uh, this one was really good. I would highly recommend this book if you're a fan of just crime type books. This one was, like I said, really, really cool. Probably the best issue yet. I really liked it. And the Flash 778. And this is by uh, Jeremy Adams. And I don't have the artist names on hand, but it was good. Uh, I liked it okay. I didn't like how they kind of jobbed out Mammoth. I thought that was a bit much. I'm like, and the little bits I've read of Jay, his son has ne- would never be able to do that. So like that was kind of a letdown. But other than that, I still enjoyed. I enjoyed the Flash stuff, just not the kid stuff. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man eighty-eight with uh, All Hail the Goblin Queen. Uh, it was actually really, really good. You get some, you know, stuff going on with Ben Riley, like he's acting weird because he kind of messed with his memory. And this time, he like, well, the Goblin Queen's attacking. He just saves his girl, and MJ's there too, being attacked. And he's just like, okay, see ya, and he just takes off. 
And then they're like, well, what are you doing? He's like, it's not my problem. He just took off. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm curious as to what's going to happen next. It was pretty cool. I really, really liked it. Fantastic Four, life story number six. Um, boy, this series was depressing. So Reed's still in a vegetative state. Can't do much. Uh, Dr. Doom's destroying stuff. They fight the old, old people come in and help out and they save the day. Reed's still a vegetable. Human Torch is still dead and it's over. I mean, boy, it's not what I expected, but whatever. Um, Monkey Prince, number one. And uh, this is by Yang. Uh, I actually liked it more than Jake. For me, it'd be like he gave like a four. I'd probably give it about a seven. I thought the way his characters were written were pretty good. I didn't really care much for the um, like school setting. And I thought it was very like lucky that Damien was there and also that his parents are super villains and all that type of stuff. Like it was just like kind of like a very good happenstance that it happened. But other than that, I really, really liked it. I thought it was a good time and I'm interested to see how it goes from there. I'm surprised, uh, genuinely surprised. Yeah. It's just like, oh, a puddle on the ground. Back to that night. It's like, yeah. what? Every time yeah, see, you've ever seen a puddle? It didn't really annoy me. That didn't really bother me too much. I mean, it's just you hear stories about people dealing with their, you know, these stressors and that happened when at such a young age with Batman beating up his family in front of them. I get why, you know, that could be haunting you in a different way. It, like I said, didn't really bother me. Uh, Shang-Chi uh, by Yang and uh, Dyke Ran. And I like this one a lot. We get to see uh, Shang's granddaddy from his mama's side over and he's kind of a jerk and it's a, it's a good time. I would say you should be reading Shang. It's just, it's just a good time. Uh, She-Hulk number one. Boy, I love this book. I'm so glad that she's like back to being like awesome. And I mean, not really awesome. She's very much down on her luck. It's like She-Hulk Spider-Man type of stuff where she's just like stuff's not going right for her. But it's great. It's written really funny. It's good. I just, I love it. And, you know, I think that might be the reason why I like strong green women is just because I've, I've always loved She-Hulk but uh, <laughs> uh, Batman 120 it was interesting uh, the end had me kind of surprised I didn't expect um, Abyss being like teaming up with Batman Inc and all this stuff I thought that was really cool I'm excited how about that final page though with all of them standing there that was the yeah. page that I was saying looked like so so good looks amazing the art in that is like some of the most top tier art we've gotten in a long time. The story's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm here for the ride. I'm, I'm very into it. Um, the thing number four. So I really love this issue. I thought it was very, very good. There's parts of it that I was like, not sold on, but like, it's clear that the, the kid is like, has to be cosmic in some sort. He has to be because he knew who Watu was, you know, the uh, champion or whatever was like, oh, hey, even your kind, you know, and that type of thing. That's something that you would say to probably I'm, I'm really thinking he might be like a baby watcher, basically. That's my like, that's my gut. So and then the his love interest, she's clearly got some love power or something, because even Silver Surfer had a little heart and he's feeling something. So it's, it's really interesting. I'm very hooked. I'm like the last issue wasn't my favorite. This one, it's like an eight or a nine for me. I really, really liked it. I liked it a little bit more than Jake did. Just League Incarnate. Whew. It was a rough read. 
this was a rough one um i'd say skip it like honestly this the only reason to read this is to kind of get ready for the big event that's coming up because it's like all kind of it's supposed to be all kind of connected but for me it's just not really uh good uh like i like by this issue i was just like i don't care like i really don't so yeah like i'm gonna read the next one just because five issues of a six issue series like i'm good at the fifth one you know that would be stupid (laughs) so i'm gonna read it but oh it was rough um because it's one of those things too where it's like very dragon ball z where it's like you know how we've always thought that the most powerful guy was this guy well turns out there's something even more powerful and evil and it's like whatever um then once our squadron three of six um loved it uh it was just such a good time the mark russell does such a great job with this type of thing versus the fantastic four one it's just funny it had lots of really good you know dialogue and everything i just really really liked it and then uh daredevil woman without fear got some cool fights cool stuff and then you know it's just great like i i really really liked it you should be reading that and uh then last but not least saga the only downside to saga is that it took three years to come out there was stuff that i forgot that it had happened but it other than that it's really really good but that's all i read okay was saga a 10 for you i'd be like a 9.5 mostly because of the fact that there's stuff that I just forgot and there wasn't like a, Hey, here's everything you missed. But there's one thing I do want to, I want to mention, cause this is something that I think is funny. I'm going to compare it to, I'll compare it to she Hulk. Probably it doesn't have the price on it. Yeah. So this book saga is two ninety nine. Look at the, the, it's a thick, thick book and there's no ads in it. She Hulk dollar more. Look at that. Like that's that's what the that's what you get for being under the mouse yeah i mean that's then that's the same with dc too though and then and then i mean you're getting ads in that too so it's like the ad like it's like man could you give us a little bit more for that price come on agreed all right first one i'll talk about is hellboy uh, it's written by Mike Bignola and Chris Robertson with art by Stephen Green. And I didn't really care for this too much. Hellboy and this professor are called to a cemetery where like a ghost is scaring people away. And they go to an auction to to see like some belongings like figure out who it is and how they can put them to rest and it turns out that one of the the ghost was just a writer and hellboy had writ uh read some of his books when he was a kid so uh they give up on trying to find out who the ghost is and they leave and hellboy's like i think i'll dig through my stuff and try to find some of those books and uh, then it ends with the ghost just saying, like, thank you. I don't want to be forgotten. And that's the end. So I don't really know why this needed to be made at all, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, but mean, whatever. At least with you describing it, it sounded kind of neat. Like, at least, I mean, like, uh, that's a cool way for the ghost story to end, you know? Like, it could have yeah, been worse. It could have been just yeah. like, 
I mean, something I, I've not I seen agree. before, basically. Yeah, I agree. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I, just give us a little more to it. I mean, the, the main characters literally just gave up and like yeah. nothing got solved that yeah. we know, but it's like, okay. Uh, so yeah, that I'm probably going to give it a two. It was just like a total waste of time. How was the art? Not very good. Uh, I mean, average Hellboy stuff. It's it's okay. not Magnola, but it's somebody that's trying to be like it a little bit. So it was fine. All right. So next, I'm going to talk about Moon Knight, number eight. And this is written by Jed McKay. And the art is done by Alessandro Capuccio. And this one was pretty awesome this was all about well so it takes place during devil's reign it's technically a devil's reign tie-in um but essentially dr batter or bader i don't really know how it's say how it's pronounced we'll just say bader um is at the midnight mission taking over for moon knight while moon knight is you know in jail or whatever and essentially this this is like one of the coolest filler issues we could have gotten. People are are putting this sign up all over New York for uh, stained glass. Scarlet is her name. She was just a chick that uh, killed people with a crossbow, and she wore a scarlet outfit. And while she was a criminal, after uh you know she was put away or i guess she actually died people sort of made like a myth out of her and since there's like gods and stuff in this universe um that myth kind of became real and she came back as like a minor deity which is pretty neato in my opinion so bader goes and uh fights stained glass scarlet who looks pretty cool as well Art's really good. That is neat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you think all is lost, but then Bader, spoiler alert, calls in Conchu to help. And uh, they kind of duke it out, and Conchu puts her away because he's a stronger deity than that. And uh, yeah. And at the end, uh, where are they? They're at Ravencroft. There's a one-page epilogue. And they're just like, what do you mean he's not in his cell? And then they raise an alarm. And uh, and that's how it ends. And I don't know. Let's see. Winner Rutherford? Does that name mean anything to you? I mean, the last name does, but I can't place it. I'm going to Google it for really quick. I'm, I'm doing it as well. Okay. Uh, a former Hydra assassin turned mercenary for hire. So I guess he was in one of the Daughters of the Dragon series. Oh, okay. It says he appears in three issues, like total. So yeah. I don't know. I guess you know he might just be another throwaway for uh, for Bader to fight or whatever. But uh, yeah. but man, just the art in this book is so cool. It was. I mean, it was freaking incredible. Can you see that? Oh, wow. That is neat. Now, I have a question. Is Khonshu, like, a beloved god? <laughs> hey, Mayor. Uh, um, is Khonshu, because, like, 
I mean, I remember in Hercules where like if people were believing whatever God it is, they'd get more power, basically. You want to be on the podcast, buddy? Nope. Okay. Nope. She got away real quick. Yeah. She's like, um, oh, don't show me on the TV. No, that's not really like that. I mean, that's how they say that Scarlet came about. That's what then, I was thinking. Yeah. But then when it when it comes to Khonshu, I mean, he even mentions like the Avengers put him away in whatever universe. But I guess he has enough power being a fist yeah. of Khonshu to summon him in some way. I got you. Um, you know, even if it doesn't make too much sense, it looked awesome. It was yeah. a cool fight. And, uh, you know, I liked it a lot. This I thought this was a great book. I will give it an, an eight and a half out of ten. Nice. Yeah, because that's that's one of those things I could see actually popping up in this series, too, even though I'm not reading it. So maybe not. But like they could easily work into how country is being worshipped now and that type of stuff. You know, right. Yeah. Since Moon, since, since Moon Knight is getting more popular in his area, that type of thing. I wouldn't right. be surprised for sure. And then finally, uh, we got Batgirls number three. It's written by Becky Cloonan, Michael W. Conrad with Jorge Corona on the art. And then we've got Sarah Stern and Ivan Placenci on the colors. Um, so yeah, the girls have a little throwdown with the tutor. And uh, basically everybody's drawn to like this big art thing. And I don't want to spoil it because I know Casey is also reading it, but uh, you know, maybe people were all gathered there for a certain reason. Uh, and the Batgirls have to step in. We get a little more with the Saints as well. Um, who is that new group of villains that, you know, idolize Simon Saint. And then at the end, Barbara thought everything was uh, was secured away from Seer, but turns out maybe that's not the case. So, uh, yeah, this was cool. There's some good wholesome moments. The fights were fun. Uh, you know, Cassie is still dealing with uh, the side effects of that stuff that Tudor's using. So there's a lot going on, but there's a good balance between all of it. And it's just so hard not to love the characters i mean barbara yeah. cassie and uh and stephanie are all so awesome so i might have said cassie was affected but i meant stephanie yeah uh but anyway good stuff i'm gonna give it a nine and that 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 is without my bias it's just a good book so. right on man all right now it's on to what we're excited for next week Okay, so for me, I'm going to go with uh, Amazing Spider-Man because, like I said, that last issue was really, really cool. I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, Crimson Cage and Primordial. Those are, you know, I like guess kind of a lighter week, but should be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Batman the Night, number two. Um, Hellboy, Bones of Giants, number four. And Iron Fist, number one. Nice. Now, Casey, before we get into the Fantastic Four, uh, I wanted to, we got a response last week. We asked for people to share, you know, how long they've been, been listening to us and all that stuff. And uh, friend of the pod, Dan, who I talk about often responded, and I'm just going to read his message here. He said, 
I tell Jake all the time that figured saying so here would get it to Casey's ears as well. I love this podcast. I listen every week, usually on the day it drops, and have since about episode 44. I think you guys are funny and insightful, and I agree with your opinions most of the time, except for when you said that Kang the Conqueror is not that great. <laughs> I know Dan is a huge Kang fan, but uh, but anyway... Thank tell you us where to much. jump in on Kang. I mean, that's, you know, like, tell us, like, a good, like, jump. Because, like, I've read a little bit. I've never been like, oh, boy, you're a Kang. So, like, give us some, like, actual good preference on Kang then. Because, I mean, I'm all about it. I'm all about being wrong. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thanks, Dan, for sharing. We appreciate the kind words and uh, for gassing us up. So, thanks for, for coming back every week for yeah. thanks, a 60 episode. That's a lot. Yeah. All right, now we can get into the Fantastic Four, and uh, we'll we'll switch it up a little bit this week. I'm gonna let Casey shine here with his his adorable creative brain. Uh, but Casey, this week was the NBA trade deadline, which we chatted about a whole bunch over text message this week. We love this time of year. You never know what moves are gonna be made, and that got you thinking about some comic book related trades that you think would be interesting. So lay four good comic book themed trades on the listeners. Okay. So I'm going to start with like a light, like an easy one. It'd be a uh, Marvel and DC would do a trade. DC is going to be cashing in on basically vigilante at like his peak. Cause like, as soon as, you know, peacemakers over, he's it's going to be done. No one's going to care about him again. So they're going to trade, they're going to ship off Peacemaker or Vigilante to Marvel and they're going to get Night Thrasher and Hercules. So they're getting like two B and C characters, but like two that they could really up, you know, because like Night Thrasher would, you know, go great into, you know, like Batman books and that type of stuff. Like he'd be like so cool in that universe going against those type of characters. And Hercules, he could really go in well with Wonder Woman, any of the Amazons, that type of stuff. Or even on team books as like the tank, basically. I think that would work really well. <clears throat> and then next would be on uh, Marvel Boom and IDW, three-way trade. So Marvel would send off the rights to do a Predator, an Alien, and a Conan, and Conan to Boom, along with Punisher to Boom. And in return, they get Power Rangers. And then they send off Alpha Flight and Sentry to IDW, and they get Godzilla. So then now they can do a Godzilla, Ultraman, Power Rangers, three-way universe book <laughs> that would be fun and I, I like that you chose companies that those others would succeed in yeah that's what i was thinking i mean like punisher is the only one i was like punisher i don't know but i was like i wanted to do a trade with punisher in it i was like ah this this is gonna be it okay so then this is like the, the very convoluted one and then i'm gonna get to the last one which is like the bombshell one so this one dc is wanting is wanting spawn so they call up image and they send off hawk and dove to image to get spawn and then they send off swamp thing to marvel plastic man and space cabbie also to marvel and then they go to idw and they send Congorilla and detective chimp and marvel gives them man thing idw gives marvel rom and then marvel get sends off howard the duck and venom to image but now like they only get venom they don't get Noel, they don't get Carnage, they don't get all of those other ones. They get Venom, Eddie Brock, and that's it. 
And then, yeah, and Marvel also gives uh, DC man thing. Did I say that? No. All right. There's there's a lot happening in that one. Yeah. So basically, Image ends up with Howard the Duck, Venom, and Hawk and Dove. DC gets Spawn and Man Thing. Marvel gets Swamp Thing, Rom, Plastic Man, Space Cabby. IDW gets Congorilla and Detective Chip. I think Detective Chip would be perfect in the Sonic universe. That's why I kind of went with that. And Congorilla, I don't know. IDW just seems to have like the furries on, you know, like just like that's the <laughs> that's the furry group. So like it's perfect for them, you know? Yeah. Okay, and then this one would be the bombshell. This would be like if LeBron James ever got traded, that type of thing. So we would have the whole Batman family from DC going to Marvel, along with Joker, but they don't get any of the other rogues. Those go to Marvel, the IP, because Disney's like, oh, Eternals didn't do good enough. So we need Batman to kind of make the MCU even more, you know, money. And so then they send, though, Fantastic Four, the whole X-Men universe, the Inhumans, and the Shi'ar. That is interesting. That's what I was thinking. Because, I mean, it's like, these are all ones that don't have movie universes. So Disney's not making, like, the billions of dollars per movie. But X-Men makes some good money on comics. I don't know. I don't know. That is so crazy. It's like, DC wouldn't give up Batman, but if you think about everything you just yeah. listed, it's like, well, yeah, that, maybe they would. That, that, was the, that was the thought, you know? Yeah. Well, I like it. Which one do you think is the most likely of all your trades? I mean, if it was, like, the most likely would probably be the Marvel, DC, Night Thrasher, Hercules, Vigilante one, because that's, like, so minuscule, but then, like, <laughs> the Marvel, Boom, IDW one, I could see something happening if they you know if they were actually ever going to do this that one is also kind of plausible they have to yeah. probably not get punisher but you know right all right uh if you if you guys could swap any characters uh let us know if you're like man i'd love to see this character swap from marvel to dc or whatever let's hear it like weather wizard for storm straight up <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is that is some a price tag on Weather Wizard. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Absolutely. All right, guys. If you would, please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And if you would, please go uh, like and subscribe us on YouTube. That's Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. And leave a comment about what your favorite hat you own is. If it's a fedora, you know, you can unsubscribe now, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we'd love to say in chat, but there's a missile coming our way. And I I apparently have to stop it because Jake stays and I go. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)